Blog Talk Radio. When you came in, the air went out. And every shadow filled up with doubt. I don't know who you think you are, but before the night is through, I want to do bad things with you. Sit up in his room Heart sick and eyes filled up with blue I don't know what you've done to me But I know the smouch is true I want to do bad things with you Welcome to Let's Talk Truth Bled, everybody. Sorry for the delay in the broadcast. Um, I actually had some technical difficulties, but I finally got on. Um, the broadcast will go off air, but we'll continue recording. So if you want to uh, listen to it now, I guess let's call in at 646-595-3195, and you can hear it otherwise in the archive. So tonight my special guest is going to be Dale Rowell, she played, of course, everybody's favorite, uh, I guess, most annoying neighbor from hell, uh, Maxine Fortenberry, uh, and she did the dust a couple of weeks ago, so I got to talk to her about that and about her time on, um, on True Blood. So I will play that for you in just a little bit here. First, I wanted to mention, uh, well, my name's Chrissy. <laughs> my co-host, Jimmy, who's usually with me, he had to take his wife to the ER, so Jimmy... Lots of good thoughts going your way. I hope your wife's okay. Don't worry about this show. <laughs> um, anyway, so everybody knows um, people are heading down to San Diego Comic-Con this week. The True Blood, uh, final True Blood panel will be done uh, Saturdays, July 26th, between 5 and 6 p.m. in Ballroom 20. Apparently... I guess the story is with that is that you have to get a wristband. I'm not exactly sure how that all works because this is my first time going down there too, so I have no clue. Apparently you have to get a wristband first and then get in line. There is a bunch of us that are going to start getting in line, line up for Ballroom 20 on Friday evening. So my advice to everybody, if you want to go to the Truth Love panel, on Saturday at 5 p.m., you better get in line real early on Friday afternoon. That's my guess. Um, so, uh, and also, they're going to do a True Blood signing on Saturday, September 26th at 2 p.m. at the WD booth. Uh, I guess it's on the main floor there. And uh, same thing, I'm thinking that if you have some, I'm learning a lot about line buddies, you need line buddies, apparently. <laughs> 
So I'm hoping to find a line daddy that's willing to stand in line for uh, for actually for um, a little bit on Saturday for me in the morning and early afternoon and then for my signing uh, spot because I've got press rooms that I'm handling. So uh, anyway, we'll see. It's going to be a fun time anyway, so I'm very excited just to go there and be there. And Anyway, we will be, Blog Critics will be, uh, Blog Critics Radio and Let's Talk TV with Barbara Barnett. Uh, I am part of the panel. It's usually uh, me uh, and Jimmy are part of her sort of TV panel on her weekly show. She's on hiatus right now, but we are going to be doing uh, a show, I believe, every single night live from Comic-Con. So you guys will want to be sure to follow us here on Blog, uh, Blog Critics Radio. Uh, and we'll give you the lowdown. Uh, you want to definitely follow all of us right for blogcritics.org. Uh, I am covering the following panels, and we'll be writing about them. I am covering The Vampire Diary, Supernatural, The Originals, uh, Once Upon a Time, Helix, the new show Constantine. Um, let me think what else. It's <laughs> it's like crazy. My schedule um, is, like, going to be insane on Saturday. I'm, like, just running from press room to press room and then outside for different things. So it's going to be crazy. So those are pretty much the ones that I think you guys would be interested in in listening to um, and and reading about. Um, you can also follow me on the Our Heart Network blog, which is ourheartnetwork.blogspot.com that I'm going to be posting all my articles on blogcritics.org. So uh, me and Barbara are ones that are going to Comic-Con. So she's going to cover a bunch of stuff different from me. I believe she's covering Hannibal. She's covering, she got into Gotham, which I'm very jealous about because I'm, I'm dying to hear about that. She got into that. Um, she got into um, the other big one is... Uh, I can't think right now. But anyway, she got into quite a, quite a few press rooms, so she's going to be posting as well. We're going to be working like maniacs throughout the weekend to, to bring you everything as much as we can. Uh, and so, yeah, so be sure to follow us every night live from Comic-Con. It's going to be really, really fun. Um, now, this week, let's turn our attention to True Blood. Uh, True Blood this week. Um, oh, also let me mention again, yes, my special guest this, tonight is going to be uh, Dale Rowell, and I will get that, and I will play that uh, interview for you in just a little bit. I want to talk about last night's show was Return to Oz, and there were a couple things that I was a little, I don't understand. I mean, I guess, all right, well, let me just recap a little bit of it. So, obviously, um, it was a really sad day. I mean, he came back after, you know, basically they defeated the Hep, the Hep V vamps and were able to uh, rescue um, Holly and uh, Arlene and, and, and it, you know, her house is empty, but Lafayette and James were there and Basically, Lafayette kind of stayed, uh, so he fell asleep and, and woke up to them apparently had invited the entire town for a party. She wasn't that excited about it or happy about it, but they sort of talked her into it. Of course, Bill shows up at the door, 
and with flowers. So it was a little reminiscent of season one when he when he hadn't given her flowers, and then remember Kobe said he needed to give her flowers. So that was kind of a little bit of a nostalgic moment. But during throughout the the episode, Bill had flashbacks of how he tried to escape. Basically, he was dodging uh, the draft, so to speak. Uh, he didn't want to enter the Civil War, and so I thought that was really interesting. The other thing that was that kind of was that, you know, he had said to his his then wife, you know, oh, you're my only true love, or the only my one and only, or what. And I was like, wait a minute. So, I, you know, I don't know where they're going with that. So I'm a little concerned about, I don't know where Sookie is going to end up then in this whole thing. Meanwhile, oh, my God, I think the funniest scene of the entire episode was Ginger. Oh, my God, when she was, <laughs> you better fucking fuck me. <laughs> she was like, you know what a sex slave is without the sex? I mean, she, that was just classic Ginger, crazy for, of course, uh, Eric, and Pam's looking at her like she's, you know, got five heads, which she does. And then when, when they were putting her in, <laughs> putting him in the car, in the top, you know, putting him in the car, in the top, and she wouldn't let go, oh, that was just the best, the best scene, I think. <laughs> it was classic, classic Ginger. I really enjoyed that scene. Um, anyway, meanwhile, uh of course, Letty May realizes that this party uh, sort of in honor of Tara and Alcide is going on at cookies, and she basically is saying uh, that, you know, she wants to go. Her husband didn't want her to go because obviously there's alcohol and V, and v, uh, v there, which, of course, she's addicted to. And what does she do? She can't even believe she did this. She ends up drugging her husband with Benadryl, so he's out cold, so she sneaks over there, and, and it was a touching moment, though, when she did her little post, and, you know, and it was, it was, it was just sad, definitely sad. Um, the other kind of drama that kind of, that unfolded, there was the Lafayette Jessica James situation, you know, apparently there's been all this problem between James and Jessica since they came back from vamp camp, apparently, and that she's been kind of ignoring him or just giving him enough to last a little, you know, keep him bringing along. Well, you know, one thing leads to another. They, Lafayette and James end up making out, and then all of a sudden, boom, they're having sex in the car. Jessica sees and completely freaks out. Runs into the house. Jason, of course, rescinds James's uh, invite, so he's no longer uh, welcome in the house. So I thought that was very, very interesting. Um, and then, you know, I love the exchange between Lafayette and Jessica because, you know, Lafayette has been very lonely. You know, remember when Jesus uh, died? I mean, and he and he had to live with the fact that he, you know, he didn't kill him. I mean, he was possessed, remember, uh, by the witch, and uh, but he still you know, thinks about that and, and it and it and it is, you know, it it is part of him now and and I and I like that little speech that he gave Jessica because I do think that he has sort of the character kind of got lost in the shuffle amongst all of the vampires, werewolves, shapeshifters, witches all over the place. 
So, um, so I really loved that scene with them. I thought that was really, really great, and it was classic Lafayette, definitely. I think that they, I think that all the characters we've seen have been, you know, sort of getting a little bit of, you know, nostalgia from the seasons of, of True Blood, and and they're a little bit of nostalgia. So it's been really fun to watch. Um, so, but the fun and all oh, the cutest thing that happened was Andy finally got the ball to propose to Holly, and it was so cute. He got on his knee, of course, and proposed, and I absolutely adored that. It was just cute. And I keep thinking, like, Sam needs to be featured here. Sam's kind of gotten the line of the stick. He hasn't had much airtime this season, and uh, I'm a little kind of upset by that. And I mean, uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, we know, you know, he's a mayor, and uh, mayor of Bontem, and then he's marrying Nicole, or he's with Nicole. I don't know that they're married. I, I can't remember. Anyway, but she's pregnant, and of course they're going to have a baby, but uh, I, you know, I'd like to see some more Sam, I guess, in that. Um, the other really cute moment for me um, was the conversation between Sophie and Arlene upstairs about Alcide and about his death. And then Arlene was able to talk about, you know, the death of Terry and how it affected her, and they kind of got to commiserate. So it was actually a very nice chat. It also reminded me a little bit of um, in season one when Tara and Sophie were upstairs and they were talking about Bill and, or, you know, and talking about, remember, when her grandmother had died. And so it was just kind of, it was very, very nice to see that, um, that, that moment between them. And, um, and, okay, and finally, the craziest thing, the Republican. <laughs> so Eric and Pam, they tracked down uh, Sarah Newland's sister, who is a vamp, by the way, which nobody, that was a big revelation. And I thought it was hilarious, you know, of course, she's willing to help him uh, destroy her sister Sarah, the goody two-shoes, you know. And, of course, where are they? They're at a Republican convention. Uh, she, she basically, Sarah tracked down her parents at, this, at the uh, fundraiser for the Republican uh, uh, candidate. And in Texas and Dallas there, and I loved when Pam got dressed up, and they got they both got dressed up, and it was just the saddest part of that was when you know we, I always love to see Alexander without at a shirt on, but boy, that was really that was really heartbreaking to see how much that how much his um, how much the diseases has advanced. And it was just really sad that part, but but of course then the uh, the crazy Japanese businessmen, whatever militia, they found uh, they found Sarah Newland. They ended up killing both her parents in the melee. And of course, uh, what I thought really was interesting, Eric uh, Eric does find Sarah, but drops her. Basically, has her by the neck, drops her, and kills. Of course, the assassins instead. So obviously, the chase is on. I guess it's going to be a cat and mouse game trying to get to her. So I don't know where Sarah's going to end up next. But uh, come hell or high water, Eric is going to get is going to get revenge. I tell you that much. Um, and the saddest and 
most shocking part of it was when we see at the very end that Bill is infected with the Hep B virus. Now, uh, that really upset me. And I have a couple of theories. I will just tell you uh, really quick. My theory is that Sookie got infected him. I mean, he didn't have it. He was fine. She hugs him goodbye, you know, and then he goes home and all of a sudden he's infected. I mean, how would he have gotten it? Because the advanced drained him of their blood, of, of his blood to save in the season six finale, right? And then James and Jessica gave him the, its blood, and we haven't really, I don't recall seeing him feeding on anybody, really, during that whole, you know, there was the party and all of that. I mean, so I don't know. I kind of feel like Sookie is the answer to all of this, frankly, and I'm a little upset about it because I don't know how this is going to work out. I mean, maybe in the end are they all going to die? I mean, that's sort of what it's like. I mean, uh, anyway, I mean, oh, the other the other development, the, the, the other development was that Jessica and Jason, of course, had sex. And freaking, what's her name, Violet, heard them. So I'm thinking Jason and Jessica are goners because she's, she's not going to take that lying down at all. So, so awesome with no, you know, no feeling at all. So I'm just thinking everybody is screwed. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I did capture, I did got a few tweets. I just wanted to give you guys an idea of what the, the Twitter land thought last night during the show. Um, Joey Namati tweeted, Cam can never make a Republican look good. <laughs> I just thought that was good. Oh, Cam can even make a Republican look good. Yes, I agree with that. Um, Linda Asplund said, uh, true blood, dear true blood, stop ripping my heart out and put it in the motherfucking blender, for God's sake. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's about where I'm at. Um, Elle Summers said, I have to, oh, yeah, loved, I loved that. That was the other thing that the vampire that saved um, Arlene uh, was making eyes at her, and she was trashed out of her mind, and she says, quote, I have to go tinkle because uh, I'm a human. <laughs> I was just like, totally, totally Arlene moment to the core. Um, Lisa Marie says, I think Lafayette is my favorite character from True Blood. Um, Louise Manuel says, oh, yeah, this is, she, he likes that, mo- the comment from Ginger, do you know what a sex slave is without the set? Uh, Sam Pierce said, uh, okay, so the Bill and Sookie banter is melting my heart a little bit. Um, and so those were just some of the, uh, the tweets that I, or some of the tweets that were on Twitter last night. It was, it was really cute. Um, and um, so anyway, so, I mean, ultimately, I just, I don't know what they're doing with this. I'm a little confused by it all, but anyway. Um, so uh, that brings me to, I will play um, the interview I did with Dale Rowell. She, of course, played Maxine Fortenberry to, she, I would say she's, probably fans, number one, love to hate type of, of character. Um, she's been through a lot over the last six and a half episodes that she's been on. So, uh, and when I get back, I'm going to have soup on next week's episode. So stick around.
Can you hear me? Hi, Christine. How are you? Good. Hi, Jill. Thank you for chatting with me. I'm very <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> well, thank you. This is very nice. I appreciate it. Oh, sure. Well, you're one of my favorite characters on True Blood, and you just got killed. And I was like, what happened? I couldn't believe it. I know, I know. It was sad. I was sorry to die, but that's but lots of people die on the show this year, so well, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, what, what what happened when you read the script and that you knew you were going to die? I mean, how did that go? <laughs> well, I knew before I got the script. Before the season started, they had told me that I would die in episode three, so... I had time to prepare and kind of get ready. I just didn't know how I was going to die. <laughs> so that was pretty interesting. I was very inter- I was very curious about that, but it was a it was a fun one and a good one. Well, I think so. And I mean, it was so funny <laughs> on Twitter. People were like, "Yay, the bitch is dead." <laughs> like, what? exactly. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> it was just too bad. Well, the moment that I that I saw Maxine with it with a gun, I was like, "Oh my God, what is this?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. You knew something bad was going to happen, but exactly. you know, it, at least I mean, you know, uh, Alcee died in episode three, so I felt yes. I, was, I was in good company. Yes, you were. That was also a shocker because I, I, well, I love Al. I love him. <laughs> I mean, oh, my God, he's so incredible, isn't he? <laughs> oh, God, he is. I'm tell- I always say he's CGI because I, I just can't believe that it, he's just perfect body, you know. <laughs> he is. When you see him in person, you just kind of can't believe what you're looking at. I mean, he's just an incredible, oh. you know, human specimen. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> well, let me ask you, I, you know, going back, how did you get on through blood? How? You know, were you, well, how were you offered the role, or what happened? I auditioned for it, just like regular, you know. Um, what mm-hmm. happened was, actually, uh, some years before that, I had done an episode of um, Six Feet Under that Alan Ball had oh, written, yeah. created. And so I had, you know, known him slightly from that, and he remembered me, so... Um, I went in to audition, and um, it was just a pretty good fit for me, you know, the the role, and I had a good Mm -hmm. idea of what I wanted to do with it. And so when I went in the room to audition, every, you know, all the producers were there, and Alan was there, and he was very, he's so gracious and kind. So I wasn't particularly nervous, but um, Mm -hmm. he gave me a few little, you know, things to try, and I did them. And um, I think when I went in... It was really only supposed to be, you know, uh, one or two episodes, and then it kind of kept mm-hmm. growing, which was wonderful. And yeah. uh, Jim Parrick, who plays Hoyt, he and I were a yeah. good match as mother and son. So, so. and then they t- they told me fairly quickly that I had the part, so it was very exciting. And this was way before it had even aired. You know, no nothing had ever right. aired. You know, so nobody knew it was going to be a big hit. <laughs> Well, yeah. Now, when it became a big hit, what were you thinking? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, everybody was just amazed at how popular it, it became, you know, fairly quickly. And um, it was pretty out there. As you know, the, the first couple yeah. of episodes were really, you know, kind of bloody and sexy and crazy. And so <laughs> people really, you know, got onto it pretty fast, and it became popular really quickly. So it was very, it was very exciting. <laughs> 
Yeah, I bet. Well, now, have you been to Comic-Con? Have you gone to any of the fan events and stuff over the years? <laughs> I have I've not been to Comic-Con, and, and I know that it's just an incredible, crazy experience. So yeah. I was sort of sorry I've never been to that one. I've done other smaller ones, but, um, you know, that's a pretty pretty wild thing. I think they're down there this weekend, as I... Yeah, um, it, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's this coming week, yeah, next weekend. I'm going down there my first time, so I have no idea what to expect. Um, oh, well, you'll have a blast. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope so. It's, I'm going to be. I'm actually going to be camping out the night before to make sure I have a good seat for the true for the true blood panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. I know that's a good idea. Yeah. But you'll have fun. You'll meet a lot of crazy, you know, wacky people. Oh yeah, <laughs> some more trubies. <laughs> yep, that's um, right. We love them. That, yep, that's. true. Definitely. Well, now, have you had any fun fan experiences when you've met some of the fans? Oh, yes. People are so lovely, actually. Um, <clears throat> I've had, um, I actually had a guy come up to me uh, some time ago and say that he'd gone as Maxine to a Halloween party. And that was pretty <laughs> fun. <laughs> That's great. Oh, my God. You know you're doing yeah, something that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, just sometimes when you're, you know, you, you kind of look terrible or you're just at the grocery store or, you know, somewhere <laughs> weird people will talk about, come up and talk right. to you about True Blood. Um, okay. oh, well, <laughs> I was in the hospital having a very minor procedure and my nurse was a True Blood fan, so that was kind of oh, weird. Oh, my God. But that was most people weird. just, you know, at the airport or, you know, yeah. anywhere. It, it, it just is... Um, it's a testament to how much people like the show. It's just, it's really nice. But nobody's been, I've had a few weird letters, you know, from prisoners and things. But oh, Lord. Nothing, yeah, that's very, that's kind of normal. But um, nothing, you know, nothing ever very Well, I'm surprised they even can get True Blood. How are they watching True Blood in prison? I don't know. Scary. I don't know that. I, I've always kind of wondered that. But maybe, I don't know, maybe in certain <laughs> places they can, if they, you know, once they're on oh, DVD wow. or something. I, I guess. Who the hell knows, you know. But um, <laughs> well, what was it like when Jim was meeting the show? Because I was really upset that they wrote him out. Because I loved Boy, he's such a cute character. I know. Well, um, I think they felt, you know, at that point they'd taken the the the, the romantic relationship with Jessica as far as they could, and really, nobody really wanted Hoyt to be with anyone else. And so, right. you know, it wasn't enough. Uh, it wasn't enough for him just to be Jason's sidekick. So. I, you know, we were all very sad, but he knew it was coming, and he was prepared. And, you know, he's gone on to do movies, and he's recently oh, yeah. been um, on Broadway with James Franco in a play. And so he's doing great, and um, I got to see him a month or two ago. He was in Los Angeles for a little bit, so it was really nice to see him. And, you know, he's yeah. a well, he was wonderfully yeah. So Hoyt'll, you know, Hoyt'll be around, and things will happen. You'll see. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we gotta wait. I know. I won't ask you. What yeah, we can't me. tell you. <laughs> you can't tell me. I know. That's right. Um, <laughs> what was your favorite episode for you? Do you have a favorite episode of True Blood? 
Mm, I really liked um, the one where uh, Jessica bit me. That was really fun. Uh, that I think was that hilarious. was hilarious. Yeah, I yeah. really liked that one. We had a really good time. And then the to- the one where oh well, and when we were all possessed with the you know the black yeah eyes. the orgy yes. that was insane. yeah those were all really so. fun. But then I was very um, I liked the one where Tommy inhabited my body and I was Tommy. That was fun. Oh yeah, that was crazy. Mm. Well, now how did so, you? Yeah, there's a lot did, of them. Well, when you had that that Tommy possession thing, how how did you? Do that. What was your? Did they tell you what to do? What was, did you have a plan for how you were going to do that? Well, that they, yeah, they'd given me some um, uh, uh, some uh, DVDs of 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 uh, the actor playing Tommy, so I could see all of his scenes, you know, all at once. So I could get some of his mannerisms and some mm-hmm. of his vocal rhythms and stuff like that. So. You know, and then they wrote it as Tommy would say it. You know, or they wrote it right. what Tommy would say. So it was a little different than what Maxine would talk, how she would talk. So right. It kind of came out, and then I it was just me kind of trying to play a guy. You know. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. I was like, oh my god, yeah. this is too hilarious. It was insane. Well, what what was your most difficult scene? Would you say over the years to do? Oh gosh. Or one that was challenging for you? Um, one that, I mean, it was, one, there was a scene one time where um, I was still under the spell of, of uh, Mary Ann, and I was in oh, my yeah. house, and Hoyt um, wouldn't let me leave, and so I kept trying right. to escape and run from him, right. and throw things at him and so that was kind of you know it wasn't it wasn't difficult but it was kind of fun and it just took a while because we had to really work choreograph all the movements and everything but that was um that was kind of fun and it was it was great to get to fight with them. well yeah it was to good. fight with everybody it's awesome yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well what were you miss most about doing this show because you know, I mean, when you're filming, how, first of all, how long does it take to film, like, one episode of True Blood? Well, it's usually, I would say, somewhere between seven, nine, ten days, something like that. It's a, you know, it's a pretty long wow. experience. And um, yeah. I'll miss certain, you know, I'll, I, it's hard to imagine that I'd ever have as wonderful a character. That's what I'll miss, you yeah. know, because it was so funny and so, she was so horrible. Yeah. And, and uh, she, all, I just got to say the most outrageous things, and that was yep, really fun. You know, to work with um, such talented people and such the the writers are so amazing on that show, and the, it'll be yeah. um, it'll be a loss not to be able to say their words. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just gonna be it's sad. I mean, just as a fan of the show, it's just hard to believe it's not coming back after this season. It's just. I don't know. Well, seven, it's like one of the seven years is a long time, yeah. <laughs> it is. I totally understand. They probably want to go and do other things, and, you know, I get that. But it's just going to be a sad moment next summer when there's nothing to get ready for. There's no but, true, but there'll be something else. There'll be something else. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, now, how would you sum up your, your – how would you sum up your entire experience on True Blood? Well, it was a gift 
that I never saw coming, and um, it's given me a lot of um, pleasure to be able to contribute to such a show and to be part of something that Alan Ball has created is um, a great memory. And um, I just, uh, I don't know, I think I'll just never forget the experience of it and that it went on for so long was just a blessing. Yeah, it, it, that's so cool. I mean, and yeah, I, I was I was lucky enough. I talked to Carrie Preston last week, and she was she was just like, you know, it's going to be hard. Um, you know, after the parties are all over, you know, and the big to do is all over with to kind of yeah for her. And then you're just saying like, that. oh god, yeah. Exactly. And then you meet, you make friends, and you know. Um, so yeah, it's it's a definite separation. I just ask you one more question about True Blood. I mean, what would you, what do you think the legacy of True Blood will end up being when everything is said and done? What what are you, what what is your feeling about it in the in the realm of television and cable? I guess. I think it will be remembered for its. Uh, compassion and its humor. Um, I think it created a cast of characters that were so extreme, but somehow, even though many of them were vampires, they really spoke to um, the humanness of all of us. I think it was a very universal um, show that, that touched on people who are outside, you know, of society, but somehow we understood everything about them. We understood how they felt. And I think um, the humor just made it all the more um, human. I think, I think it'll just be a, you know, a human-slash-vampire love story. Yeah, I think you're right on that one. Um, definitely, I think, you know, and as much as I absolutely loved Spooky with, uh, with Eric, just because it was so hot and steamy, whatever, um, for me, it's it's been a story about Bill and Sookie. I mean, it's their love That's story. That's right. Yeah, and so, exactly. Yeah. So I'm kind of, you yeah. know, so obviously, I, you know, Steve has a bite to death, but, <laughs> but, you know, I think that that's what it, <laughs> I know, I think that's what's going to happen, you know, obviously. They, the show began with them, and I think it should end with them as, you know, as the kind right. of bookend, I guess. So, um well, now we're going to be at Hot as Hell. What? Sorry, go ahead. Yes, I'm hoping. I'm hoping to be there. Yes, yes. Okay, well, I'll be there. So you have to be there. Oh, I'm going, great! So, oh, terrific! Yeah, so That's wonderful. It's so yeah, fun. So yeah, I went last year. Yeah. Oh well, I'll, we'll definitely get together. Yeah, definitely. We got to have a drink or two. <laughs> you bet. We'll need it because it is hot as hell. Trust me. I, but we're uh, never I'm outside. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all air conditioned. It's a really fabulous hotel, and it'll be fun. Cool. I'm very excited. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. It was fun. You're welcome. It's so fun, and I'm I'm glad we'll get to meet each other. Yeah, it'll be a blast. We'll have some fun. We'll Alrighty. have some conversations. <laughs> okay, thank great. You. Have a good weekend. <laughs> thank you. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye.
Another one bites the dust. Hey, hey. Another one bites the dust. Hey. hey. 